You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. Hello and welcome to Triviality, where it's all about the game and how you play it. This is round two of our wrestling tournament. Uh, hopefully you guys listen to round one or you're going to be super confused, um, but it's played almost exactly the same. So we'll get into that. Um, joining me as my co-host today will be Neil. Neil, how are you doing? Doing well. I've uh, wet my very long hair uh, and am wringing it out and I've oiled myself up and put on my chest protector and fake SWAT team unit gear to look really cool. Yeah, well, that I mean, that's one way to do it, too. I I read that initially Vince McMahon wanted to give you actual riot gear, and you said that would never work. So I'm glad that you decided against that. So <laughs> There should be a um, podcast yeah, so, on all of Vince McMahon's bad ideas, because I'm sure it would be an endless supply of, of uh, anecdotes. <laughs> I think they've gone up exponentially since turning about 85, um, as happens from time to time. Uh, so, yeah, this is round two. If you haven't checked out round one yet, that is going to be in your podcast feed um so whoever wins today will be joining greg the pebble johnson who was a pretty formidable foe in round one i believe he only got one wrong so he set the bar pretty high um so let's see who's playing in round two uh neil why don't you introduce our competitors today awesome uh, michael cole couldn't be here today but i'm going to do my best our first competitor is coming to us from wilmington north carolina and that is gary how you doing tonight doing good hope y'all are we are. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, maybe how you got into uh, loving wrestling, and uh, what your opening song would be if you were a wrestler. Uh, I used to get taken to wrestling as a kid at the Cumberland County Arena, and used to love to see that, and then watched it when it started blowing up. Haven't been as close to it in the past years, but still like it. Um, my song would be Wild Thing, because I'd like to hear Wild Thing anytime I walk into a room. So uh, you're a real Ricky Vaughn then is what it sounds like. <laughs> well, I was thinking Toad Loke. Oh, well, wow. there you, oh, there you go. Okay. <laughs> uh, we need more Tone Loke in, uh, in the WWE. Well, thank you for joining. <laughs> thank you for joining us, Gary. Uh, well, all right. Our next competitor uh, coming to us from Albany, New York. Uh, he is a Not A Robot supporter on Patreon and uh, is also a podcast host. And today he's going to be known as just Grimes. How's it going, Grimes? Uh, it's going well, guys. Thanks for having me on. I'm I'm very excited. Uh, I'm Grimes uh, for the majority of this podcast, and I'm really excited. Uh, I got into wrestling right in the heart of the Attitude Era, 1999. I turned it on one Saturday morning. I saw Undertaker burn 
uh, Stephanie McMahon's teddy bear, and I was hooked as a 10-year-old. So that's how I got into it. And, you know, I've created myself um, and all the video games growing up and back in the day when you could actually import your own theme songs, I would always go with um, Till I Collapse by Eminem. So I, I guess that would be my theme song if we could get the rights to it. We cannot. <laughs> yeah, we don't need Marshall uh, writing us a letter in uh, in prose. Um, but uh, thank you for being here, uh, Grimes, as you will be known today. Uh, our next competitor coming to us from San Diego, also a Not A Robot supporter on Patreon, is Drew. Thanks for joining us, Drew. I think he was attacked backstage. We'll see who comes out instead. <laughs> oh, there he is. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. My name is Drew. Uh, I am a truck driver in my nine to five job, but my history with professional wrestling, besides watching it, I am also a referee in the business. Oh, wow. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, I started in 2017, just after WrestleMania 33, and went down to Orlando as my last little hoorah as a fan, and went to a wrestling school out in Los Angeles. I learned how to do everything that wasn't being a wrestler, so referee, <laughs> manager, commentator, announcer, all of that stuff. And so after that, I was able to finally go out on my own. I made a little bit of a homestead down here in San Diego and started with the local pro wrestling school down here and have been having fun training the hopefully the next superstars of the 2020s or 2030s. That's awesome. Uh, well, I know Matt has been raring to get into the ring, so we might need to hire you uh, and to, to do a 10 count to make sure you can get back up and get back in the ring. I would I would not get back up in a, in a ten count. No way. <laughs> Maybe ten uh, months. I think after one back bump. No. Go not, to Japan. Not... We might be able to do a twenty count. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, thank you for joining us, Drew. And uh, if uh, we break any rules during this uh, competition, you might have to uh, yell at us or disqualify us. So just keep watch. I'll do my best. All right. Our next competitor uh, is coming to us from West Virginia. A friend of the show, been on many times, and that is a savage superstar from Patreon, Scott Barber. How's it going, Scott? Well, I appreciate you having me on. It's been a little while, and I, I appreciate uh, having a format here that I actually know a little something about, which is unusual with me because I'm usually not the best at trivia in general. So this, uh, the fact that it's a little bit of something I know something about is uh, works for me in some respect. And how did you uh, get into wrestling? I've been a wrestling fan since the – I'm aging myself here since the mid-'80s. I can remember really my – first major memory is reading through pro wrestling illustrated for the results of WrestleMania three and just being really hyped for the Hogan Andre feud. And, uh, so yeah, I've been a wrestling fan for 40 years now. So, and, uh, what about your intro song? What do you think you would choose? Anything ACDC can't go wrong. Thunderstruck for those about to rock, anything like that. <laughs> You know, just go with it. 80s metal, That's you can't get any better. Heavy guitar and loud drums, that, that sounds like a, a great choice to me. Can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. Well, thank you for joining us today, Scott. Good luck. Thank you. And our last competitor coming to us from Seattle, also a Savage Superstar on Patreon, is Marcus. How's it going, man? Going fantastic. Um, I have been looking forward to this for a while. And uh, we know that uh, you've been bulking up and, and doing extra 
um, you know, deadlifts and whatnot to get ready for this. But what actually got you into wrestling in the first place? Um, my dad, for sure. He, uh, he definitely had me watching at a pretty early age. And the one that I remember specifically, like the first time I remember watching, like remember everything is, uh, he bought WrestleMania 14, uh, Austin, Shawn Michaels. Um, and that was the first one I remember like seeing vividly and I remember everything. So, uh, ever since then been a huge fan. Um, you know, mainly WWE, but, um, over as the, you know, in the last few years, I've really expanded and, uh, to new Japan and, uh, AEW more recently. So definitely a huge fan. I love it. So thank you guys for having me on. Cause I, I'm, I'm super excited about this. Awesome. And, uh, how about you? What, what is the final entrance song we're going to hear tonight? Well, um, <laughs> I thought about this for a while. Um, for mainstream, for people, something that people will know, I would definitely one of them would be "Bulls on Parade" by Rage Against the Machine would be one. But what I would come out to, if you get a chance, look this video up and watch it and listen to it. Uh, "Brick in Your Face" by Stitches, <laughs> I would 100% come out to. So if you know, you know. Um, if not, uh, do yourself a favor and spend two and a half minutes watching that. And that's a great gimmick too. If you actually carried a brick with you, and that that was your finisher, you like pulled it out of your pants and hit someone over the head with a brick. Uh, Just yeah, sounds like New Jack, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, basically. Well, thank you for joining us, Marcus. Uh, and for all five of these competitors, uh, you know, five are going to be going in. Only one will exit. Uh, and, um, you know, hopefully when things start opening up a little bit more and everyone gets that, uh, funky cold Moderna, uh, or Pfizer or any other sort of vaccines where we can all, uh, you know, get back in person to see some wrestling, um, it'll be a great time. So we can't do it right now, so we can have this competition. So let's throw it back to Matt and, uh, mm -hmm. figure out what's going to happen. Yeah, we're about ready to get started, uh, but before we're going to toss it to the master of ceremony, Nathan McQuinn, who wrote all these questions, who's going to give us a little rundown of what to expect today. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the 2021 Triviality Wrestling Tournament. My name is Nathan McQuinn, and along with Triviality, we've put together three bouts of wrestling trivia that are the most dangerous stop on the road to Trivial Mania. Our competitors will answer 15 general wrestling questions. At the end of these questions, the highest point total wins and books their ticket to the main event. Only one competitor will prove victorious and can declare once and for all that they are the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. So, one final question. What you going to do when Triviality runs wild on you? All right. With all that out of the way, I say let's get started. So let's get started with question one. When Medusa, known as Alundra Blaze in WWF, debuted in WCW, what did she do with the WWF Women's Championship belt? Everyone is locked in. Uh, Gary saying that she burned it. Let's go to Grimes. Grimes, what do you say? Uh, she infamously threw it in the trash. Uh, Drew. I agree. She said, this is what I think about the title and threw it in the trash. All right, Scott. Yeah, she uh, stood uh, not even in the ring. It was on the announce table that was offside of the ring and held up a trash can and dropped the belt in it. And Marcus. Uh, yeah, I also said she threw it in the trash. And she threw it in the trash. 
What a shame. Good opportunity, though, to get uh, Oscar the Grouch uh, involved if they wanted a Sesame Street tie-in. <laughs> she found it years later at the Hall of Fame at WrestleMania 33. Ooh. She, oh, she pulled it out of the trash? Yes, she did. Yeah, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah. <laughs> they love doing that. All right. So moving on to question two. What 1980s slash 1990s wrestler entrance theme was named Unstable? When I listen to y'all, there are two things I always say. Wrestling and video games. They're my blind spots. And here I am in a wrestling tournament. <laughs> Full disclosure for the for the fans at home, Gary just kind of walked into the studio and we're like, hey, you want to be on? And he's, and he's here and he's trying his best. So, <laughs> All right. Not everyone's locked in. Uh, Gary, what did you say? Mankind. Mankind. All right. Uh, Grimes. Yeah, I uh, actually was pretty stumped on this one. Um, 80s and 90s kind of got me thinking more 80s, 90s. But uh, in the end, I also just locked in with the generic uh, McFoley. All right, Drew. I said Rowdy Roddy Piper. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scott. I uh, this one kind of stumped me as well. I just went with a, a crazy wrestler from that era and guessed Brian Pillman. Okay. And Marcus. I had no idea, so I thought of Unstable, and I said uh, Sid Vicious. Well, you were headed in the right direction. If you think of somebody who was a little unstable, especially at that time, you're probably looking at the Ultimate Warrior. Oh, wow. I I never knew that was the title of his. (laughs) That's interesting. All right. Moving on to the next question. Who is the businesswoman that is the chief brand officer of All Elite Wrestling? All right. Everyone is locked in. Uh, Gary, which businesswoman did you say? Stephanie McMahon. Um, uh, right. And Grimes. I locked in with Brandy Rhodes. Drew. I also said Brandy. Mm, Scott. I also went Brandy Rhodes. And Marcus. <laughs> I think I think she uh, refers to herself as the chief Brandy officer. I also locked in with Brandy Rhodes. Yep. And the answer is Brandy Rhodes. Not a bad guess with Stephanie McMahon. I believe she, I, I don't know what her title is in WWE, but it's something close to that. Right, so moving on to the next question. Vern Gagne is most well-known for running what Minneapolis-based wrestling promotion? Uh, I'll tap that. I, I don't know that. I can tell you right now. <laughs> well, are you just waiting on me then? I, uh, I will lock in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I'm just going to uh, say North Star Wrestling. Okay. With the very real North Star Wrestling, Marcus is locked in. Uh, Gary, did and did you have an answer for this one, or you you tapped out on this one? I'll tap out on that. I don't know that. Very appropriate for a wrestling tournament. Uh, Grimes, did you have an answer for this one? I did. I think uh, that is the AWA. Okay. And Drew? Uh, I believe that is the American Wrestling Association is the full name. Okay. And Scott? Yeah, not just a promoter, but a several-time champion, long-time champion, uh, AWA, yes. Yeah, the answer is the American Wrestling Association, the AWA. I think that that's where Hulk Hogan started. Is that correct? Does anyone know? I feel like that's that's I think he started early. in Florida yeah. and then went to Memphis and then to, to Vern Gagne and AWA. Yeah, that's one of his early territories, though, yeah. See, we all learned something today. All right, moving on to some Attitude Era question. Uh, who is the man who hit Stone Cold Steve Austin with a vehicle, putting him out of action for a year? <laughs> Locked in. 
Feel free to do your impression. I am locked in. Like. Yeah, the, so again, just to make sure it cl- this person hit Stone Cold, put him out of action for a year mm-hmm. with a vehicle. Gosh, why don't I remember this? He was I driving it for the record. He wasn't slinging sure. it in case you're. <laughs> <laughs> if that changes that your would, answer. <laughs> that would be real. That would be both impressive and memorable. So I think. I would... <laughs> uh, gosh. All right. I'll just put a wild guess out there just to lock in. Okay. And uh, Scott, what are you saying? I'm just going to guess Triple H. Okay. Uh, Marcus? Um, I locked in with Rikishi. Okay. Uh, Gary? Scott Steiner. All right. Uh, Grimes? Uh, uh, since Marcus didn't say it, I will. He did it for The Rock. Uh, it's Rikishi. Okay. Andrew? I said Rikishi. Yep. The answer was Rikishi Fatu, who did it for The Rock. Oh, I remember that so clearly now. Good job, everybody. I think eventually it came out that Triple H had put Rikishi up to doing it, but Rikishi was the man behind the wheel. Yep, I remember it distinctly now. <laughs> All right, moving on to the next question. In 2002, what father and son duo founded the total nonstop action promotion that later became Impact Wrestling? All right, everyone is locked in. Uh, Gary, who did you say? I said Rhodes. Okay, going with the Rhodes family. Uh, Grimes. Uh, it was uh, the Jarrett's, Jeff and Jerry Jarrett. Drew? I also said the Jarrett's, Jerry the father, Jeff the son. Scott? Yep, I had Jerry and Jeff Jarrett. And Marcus? Yep, Jerry and Jeff Jarrett. All right, it's a pretty good round there for you guys. Uh, Neil, what are the scores after six questions? Well, after six questions, uh, Gary, uh, still, you know, naming wrestlers. I know you said that uh, you might not know as much uh, as you wanted, but uh, Gary's uh, putting in a a strong effort, even though he does not have any points currently. Um, But uh, in uh, second place, tied with four, is uh, Scott and Marcus. And tied for first are Grimes and Drew. So it's still a very tight game. It's anyone's game. Uh, And uh, just wanted to mention, Matt, um, that uh, this episode is brought to us by our uh, Patreon supporters. Is that right? Uh, that's right, yeah. I mean, we couldn't do these kind of bonus episodes without all of our Patreon supporters, so we always appreciate them. We're on the drive to 500, just recently past 375. Um, we got some special things coming up once we hit 400, so be on the lookout for that. All right, so let's head back into the game. Uh, So this is the seventh question. Uh, What man, who is also a former WWE and WCW champion, has held the NWA championship the most times? All right. Uh, So he said a former WCW and WWE champion, but he held the most titles in the most NWA World Heavyweight Championships, correct? That is correct. All right. I think I'm locked in. All right. Well, then you were last. We'll start with you. What did you say, Drew? Uh, I had to go with the person that I believe held... Just the title the most times, which I believe was seven or eight, Ric Flair. All right. Going with Ric Flair. Uh, Scott? It seems like it's too obvious of an answer for me, but I also went Ric Flair. Uh, Marcus? Yeah, I wasn't quite sure. I think we all kind of had the same logic. It seems like the logical choice, so I also said Ric Flair. All right. Gary? Flair. I figured I was only going to get the answer that once. I hope it's this time. (laughs) Gary going with Ric Flair. And to close it out, Grimes, what did you say? I also went with Ric Flair. 
I'm going to give a big woo for everyone. It's Ric Flair. Woo! Hey, there you go. <laughs> that curveball nearly threw me off. <laughs> sometimes it is the most obvious answer. Yeah, I got to throw some, some sometimes softballs Sometimes all comes to razor uh, pays off. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So the next question is, what women's wrestling legend has the following resume? Former WWE referee, first black woman to be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame, former WWE Cruiserweight champion, Champion and two-time WWE Women's Champion. I lock in, but I do not know. All right. Well, we'll start with you, Gary, then. Uh, what are you guessing? I'll tap out again. I don't have a good answer for that. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, Grimes? Uh, this will be Jacqueline or Jackie Moore. Okay, going with Jay Quellen. Uh Drew? <laughs> I said the former Miss Texas, Jacqueline. All right. Scott? I also went Jacqueline. And Marcus? I also said Jacqueline. And the answer was Jacqueline. Great job. All right, moving on to the next question. So in the late 1990s, Terry, Ryan Shamrock, and Jacqueline started a group named PMS. What did PMS stand for? All right, so I guess everybody is locked in now. Uh, so we'll start with Gary. Gary, what did you think PMS stood for? Uh, please, Mr. Sunshine. <laughs> All right. Uh, Grimes? I locked in with Pretty Mean Sisters. All right. Drew? I also went with Pretty Mean Sisters. Scott? Yep. Pretty Mean Sisters is what I finally came up with. And Marcus? Yeah. Pretty Mean Sisters. Yep. And the group that eventually had meat in it, I believe. Sean Stasiak. Yeah. Uh, Sean Stasiak is meat. Stasiak, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) The answer was Pretty Mean Sisters. Good job, everyone. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey there. I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industries shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas. Plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. All right. Next question. Who was the first black WCW World Heavyweight Champion? All right. Everyone locking in pretty quick there. Uh, Gary, what did you say? Booker T. All right. Grimes? I locked in with Ron Simmons. Uh, Drew? I also said Ron Simmons. Uh, Scott? Yep. Ron Simmons. That's what I have. And Marcus. Damn. <laughs> I also locked in with Ron Simmons. All right. And while uh, Bad Bunny's best friend Booker T would eventually become WCW champion, uh, originally it was Farouk or Ron Simmons. Booker T was a uh, was a good guess there, Gary. Uh, you're uh, still uh, have one point, so you are you're on the board. And uh, Grimes uh, and Drew are tied with nine, with Scott and Marcus right behind them with eight. So. Still anybody's game. And uh, Matt, I wanted to ask you, uh, this tournament, the winner is going to get a T-shirt. 
And um, are we going to hopefully want people to get the cream of the crop t-shirt because it is wrestling related, but there, there are a lot of options that people can pick if they do win this tournament. Yeah. There's up to, I think like 15 or 16 designs. So it's all on T public slash triviality podcast. If you look it up or just search triviality merchandise, it's going to pop up, but there's a lot of good stuff on there. So even if you don't win, you know, just stop by and pick up a t-shirt, right? That's right. And uh, we'll have to get, uh, I don't know, maybe Bill Goldberg to, to cut off the sleeves and model one of them for us. Or, or, I mean, I'll, I'll get slammed by Bill Goldberg, I suppose. I don't think his spear is hitting as hard as it used to. So I think I could handle it. We could always just pre-cut the t-shirt so that you can rip it off a la Hulk Hogan, I believe. That's true. I don't think... I don't think originally he pre-cut them, but by the end they were they were pretty slashed up for him. <laughs> I would think so. I'm sure you could get Gilberg at a reasonable price these days. There you, yeah, I'll take a spear <laughs> from Gilberg. <laughs> we'll check if Gilberg's not cameo. Technically, I should probably point out it's not anybody's game. I don't think it's mine, <laughs> but I think it's anybody else's game. Well, listen, actually, the last question is worth 100 points, so just so you know, you're still there in. There you go. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just when you think you know you know the rules, you change the something or other. Whatever Roddy Piper said, that's what that's what I meant to say there. So we'll move on to the next. Answers. I go and change the questions. Perfect. Well, I have some of the questions here, so let's let's ask the next one here. Uh, so I'm going to ask you to name two of the founding members of the Bullet Club joining together in 2013. Now, Marcus, you're you're wearing a Bullet Club hat, so I imagine that you have some kind of advantage on this question. I am locked in. <laughs> so that that's correct. I will also uh, lock in. I'm not overly confident on it, but I'll, I'll lock in. All right. If everybody is locked in, we'll start with Gary. Gary, do you have an answer for this one? I said both Steiners. <laughs> All right. I think you're a big Steiner fan. Is that is that true? I figure I got a one in five. I am a big Steiner fan. Yes. <laughs> got to show some love for him sometime. It's got to be an answer. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Uh, next is going to be Grimes. Grimes, what did you say? I locked in with uh, Prince Debit, aka Finn Balor, and uh, Machine Gun Carl Anderson. Okay. Andrew. I knew. I'm pretty sure I knew one, which was Bad Luck Fale, and I'm guessed with the other one, which is Prince Debit. Okay. Uh, Scott. I also went Prince Devitt and Carl Anderson. And Marcus. Yep, I locked in with Prince Devitt and Carl Anderson. Yeah, the one that nobody said was Tama Tonga, uh, but Bad Luck Fale was the other one, and Carl Anderson and Finn Balor slash Prince Devitt. All right, uh, next question. The Undertaker debuted on screen at the Survivor Series the same night as what other legendary character? Legendary character would be in italics. I'm, I'm locked in. Um, wow, this is really frustrating because I feel like I should know this, but for some reason I'm just <laughs> I'm coming up blank in my head here. Um, thinking back to all your Survivor series of the past. Yeah, especially that one because I was probably I think I was two or one. <laughs> it's a big night uh, for you. Yeah, huge, huge night. Um, I'm a, I don't want to drag this out because I don't think I'm going to pull it. Um. I'll just say, uh, I'll just say because in honor of our 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 new vice president, I'll say Kamala the Ugandan giant. <laughs> okay, I'm going with Kamala. Uh, Gary, what was your answer for this one? Kane. All right, uh, Grimes. Well, I think my answer to this one is very excellent. I went with the gobbledygooker. <laughs> Drew. 
one of the more infamous starts to a career, the gobbledygooker. And Scott? I only know this because he recently talked about it on Stone Cold's podcast show, and it is the gobbledygooker. Yeah, that is correct. It's some kind of wrestling turkey, I believe. It's the gobbledygooker. Marcus, did you know that one once it's said out loud? Yes, the egg, all that. Yep. All right. I believe he even said was, that he, that um, uh, Mark Calloway even said that he thought he was going to be in the egg at one time when he <laughs> he was in talks to become the Undertaker and come into the <laughs> WWF. He said, "Oh God, am I going to be the gobbledygooker in the end of this?" Yeah, it would have been a much different career, I imagine. Matt, no, that belonged to one of the Guerrero family, I believe. <laughs> Matt, how about uh, the, uh, I think it was the on-screen debut of The Undertaker in uh, Hulk Hogan's Suburban Commando with Christopher Lloyd. Do you remember that movie? <laughs> he got a toilet on his head to remember that. Uh, yep, that is that is right. <laughs> you can always take it back to some kind of terrible movie. I appreciate it, Neil. <laughs> no problem. I used to rent it all the time from Video Update, so there you go. You were the only one, I imagine. <laughs> All right, so the next question. When WWE champion Brock Lesnar became exclusive to SmackDown, who did Eric Bischoff award the WWE World Heavyweight Championship to as Raw's top champion? I'm locked in. I believe this was the big gold belt they brought back from WCW days. That makes sense. Okay, I'm just going to guess somebody and hope, hope that it's uh, the right answer, so I'll lock in. All right. If everyone's locked in, we'll start with Gary. Gary, what did you say? Kurt Angle. Okay. And Grimes? Triple H. Drew? I also went with the King of Kings, the game Triple H. All right. Scott? I went Triple H again because that's what I went with earlier, so I figured I'd just keep guessing Triple H until it's right. (laughs) And Marcus? Uh, I guess I'll go with his other nickname, the Cerebral Assassin, Triple H. The man of a million nicknames. It's the game, Cerebral Assassin, King of Kings, Triple H. Okay, there are two questions left, so it's getting down to the end here. Um, For the next question, really simple. What was the name of Jake the Snake's snake? All right, looks like everyone is locked in. Uh, Gary, what did you say? Monty Python. (laughs) I wish. (laughs) Grimes, what did you say? I said Damien. Drew? I went with Damien as well. Scott? Yeah, this thing haunted my nightmares as a kid. It's Damien. And Marcus? I also locked in with Damien. Uh, yeah, it would have been uh, Indiana Jones' worst nightmare. It's Damien. <laughs> now, was it uh, performed by the kid from The Omen who played Damien as a snake, shape-shifting? Yeah, doing the, I'm a snake, right? <laughs> I think, I don't know. It's a, it was a different time. All right, so the final question of regulation. This Fire Burns by Killswitch Engage was ori- originally given to Randy Orton as a theme song, but was later given to this superstar, who would also drop the song for a theme that he would have played live at a future WrestleMania. So who is the second wrestler to have this song? Locked in. All right, we'll start with Gary. What did you say? John Cena. Okay, uh, Grimes? Kind of hoping you went in the, the reverse order and asked for the first guy to have it, but uh, it's CM Punk. Uh, Drew, I also said the Chicago made punk, CM Punk. Scott, also known as the Chick Magnet Punk, CM Punk. All right, and Marcus, CM Punk. Uh, yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be 
a game that I had kind of helped write if there wasn't a CM Punk question. So, yeah, the answer is CM Punk. So, Neil, that is the end of regulation. What are the scores? Well, uh, we have Gary with uh, one point. And uh, I know, Gary, you said it wasn't a a close game for you, but I think this is actually the origin story of you turning heel uh, for your wrestling career coming soon. Got it. Uh, so Gary with one point, we got Marcus with 12, uh, which was almost enough, uh, for second place. Uh, and that is Scott with 12 points, but tied for first right now, still are Grimes and Drew at 14. So we're going to have to go into some tiebreakers here to declare a winner. All right. So we're moving oh, on boy. to, <laughs> so it's going to be sudden death. Uh, first person to answer a question wrong will be eliminated. So let's move on to these final questions. All right. Your first question. Noted wrestling journalist Dave Meltzer is often very stingy with his five-star ratings. In the decade of 2000 to 2010, he only gave five stars to seven matches. Now, in those seven matches, there were two wrestlers who completed who competed in three of them. Name either of these two wrestlers. I'm ready. Locked in. All right. That leaves it up to you, Grimes. What are you thinking? person that jumps in my head is Shawn Michaels, because I know he had the Undertaker match. At WrestleMania 25 or 26, and then his match with Kurt Angle at 21 could have gotten a five star. I'm I'm gonna lock in with Shawn Michaels. Okay. And Drew, what did you say? Said the Undertaker. All right. So no one got it right. The actual it was actually Samoa Joe who had a match with Punk at Joe Punk 2. Uh, he was in a match with uh, Christopher Daniels and AJ Styles, and his third match was against Kobe. Uh, Kobashi, Kenta Kobashi, uh, who is actually the other wrestler who had a match against Masawa and a match against Akayama. So those were the two, Samoa Joe and Kenta Kobashi. So we're going to move on to the next question. All right. Who did Shawn Michaels team with at the 2006 Backlash pay-per-view in a losing effort to Vince and Shane McMahon? Locked in. Locked in. All right. We'll start with Grimes. What did you say? I said, uh, God. Andrew? I said God as well. Yep, he teamed with God. So Vince McMahon technically beat God in a tag team match. Yeah, we we finally found out what happened when God was one of us. (laughs) He lost. All right. Uh, Next question. What was the name of El Snow's pet chihuahua that the big boss man stole and fed to him? Locked in? I know. I remember very, very fondly when... The boss man fed his tool. Oh, I, I do remember. It's uh, I'm locked in with Pepper. Okay. I also said uh, one of my favorite seasonings, Pepper. <laughs> yes. The name of the poor little dog was Pepper. That's actually why I got it, because it was a seasoning. <laughs> I heard a funny story from Val Venus that they put out one of those, if you've seen Pepper, call this number. And it turned out to be Val Venus's number. Oh, I did. That was he just recently said that, right? That 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 was like a rib on him. He said this, I think, about six or seven years ago. Gotcha. Yeah, I did recently hear that. All right, moving on to the next question. And if you guys both get this one correct, we're going to move to a tiebreaker question, which will be a closest to the pin. Um, So this question is: Who defeated Nyla Rose to become the first AEW Women's Champion on the first episode of AEW Dynamite? Locked in. AW is not my uh, my strong suit. I watched the first episode of Dynamite. I don't remember much from it except for uh, Jake Hager slash Jack Swagger showing up. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to name 
uh, woman that I know was, was with the company at the time and go with Rio. Okay. Andrew? Uh, I believe he got it right. Uh, she was from Japan, Riho. Yeah, you got to love when someone backs their way into the right answer, and it was Riho. I literally watched her the other night and was like, oh, I remember her from early AEW. That's the only reason I got that. All right, so this will be a closest to the pin question. Um, so we'll have you guys lock in. Whoever's closest, you can go over. It's fine. They will be the winner. And I think the loser is actually going to end up being in the finals as well because you had the more you'll be enough to qualify for the wild card. But let's get the final question. The final question of the second round or second game, however we're calling it, this tournament. The Undertaker's first pay-per-view match was in 1990 and most recent was in 2020. In, to- in total, how many WWE matches is, as The Undertaker has he performed on WWE pay-per-view? And that's not including pre-shows, matches on Sunday Night Heat, or dark matches. So how many main pay-per-view matches has The Undertaker had? Uh, I said 158. Okay. And I said 237. All right. Well, the answer we were looking for was 173. Uh, so, Grimes, you were really, really close. So, congratulations. You're the winner of the second round. Wow. Nice job. Oh, I hate I hate you, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, uh, I'm, tur- I'm turning heel on you right now. <laughs> I thought you did that before the match. That was my motivation. <laughs> well, let's fuel that... Uh, uh, that hate uh, and start actually with Marcus. Uh, Marcus, uh, do you have any last words for the listeners? Thank you for joining us today and uh, a very uh, worthy showing. Um, I mean, the gobbledygooker is going to haunt my dreams now because I should have known that. That's frustrating. But other than that, I mean, I feel good about how I performed. I knew it was going to be tough because, um, you know, when we when you have a referee uh, uh, in the in the game, I know Scott well enough to know he knows it. I, I've heard I've heard uh, or excuse me, Grimes. And then I've heard Scott Barber enough to know that he's he's pretty good, too. Um, I knew this was going to be tough. So thank you guys for having me. Um, and I will definitely be uh, hitting hitting Grimes uh, in the back with a steel chair on my way out. <laughs> that sounds good. Uh, well, thank you again. Let's go to Gary. Uh, we really appreciate you joining us today. Uh, you know, your back was up against the wall. You you still had fun, and we enjoyed having you here. But any last words from you? I thought there'd be more Wahoo and Blackjack. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think if you use Steiner math, I think Gary actually won. Is it? <laughs> Steiner appreciates all the airtime I gave him tonight. <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna have to have him uh, on the show or something, uh, you know. And thanks to uh, to your mentioning of him, but uh, thank you, Gary, for joining us tonight. Thank you for letting me. Of course. Uh, now let's go to uh, Scott. Now Scott uh, had 13 points, uh, and I'll explain this in a little bit. But Scott is actually going to be invited into the final, uh, which I'll explain at the end of the episode. But Scott, any last words uh, for you today? Uh, and great job. Well, thanks. I, I I can't believe I'd get a roll into the final and back in as a wild card, but uh, I don't see me as having a 141 and two third chance of winning <laughs> when I get there. Let's put it that way, using my own sort of Steiner math. Barber math. <laughs> uh, well, thank you, Scott, for joining us, uh, Drew. Thank you. Uh, you were in the the final tiebreakers. I think we went four questions in order to uh, to get a winner, and you went punch for punch with Grimes. But uh, any last words from you uh, before you rejoin Grimes in the final? It was a great one, and hopefully the rematch is better, just like every other great trilogy or <laughs> anything else you see. Hopefully the second one's the best one. 
Awesome. Well, we agree. We can't wait for the final. Uh, and today's winner, uh, Grimes, uh, with 15 correct answers. Uh, any last words from you? Yeah, just thank you so much for having me on. And and one, I guess, just for doing this. It's uh, it's always fun when you can get a bunch of fans together to just kind of talk and reminisce about wrestling. And uh, this was a lot of fun. I was nervous going in, wasn't sure what kind of questions would uh, would come. But, you know, definitely, uh, you know, to everyone, Gary, Marcus, Scott, uh, you know, great opponents, of course, and definitely had me nervous. And, and Drew, you're awesome, man. I, I right up to the end there, I was like, I don't know how long I can withstand this this guy's push. <laughs> so um, looking forward to the, the rematch in the finals, but also pretty scared. And I'm going to go study up. Awesome. Well, uh, just to explain to the listeners, our first episode, which was a real fun one, uh, Greg and Ken were going punch for punch, just like Drew and Grimes, uh, until there was a winner who was Greg. So both of them will be going to the final. Uh, today, Grimes and Drew went punch for punch, and uh, Grimes ended up victorious. They're going to be going to the final, but since we have the power to book our own uh, WrestleMania, our own uh, huge event, uh, Scott did get 13 points, which tied Ken, who was also in the final, so he is getting an invitation as well to make this a fatal five-way. Uh, so we can't wait for that final, and uh, Matt, I'm going to throw it back to you. Uh, yeah, so thanks again to everyone who participated, and thanks to all the people listening. Uh, you know, we have there's so many wrestling fans, and we really hope that you enjoyed it. Um, be on the lookout for the finals next week. So for all the contestants, for Neil, my name was Matt, and that was Triviality. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.